G'day and welcome to another episode of Perth Property Insider. I'm your host, Jared Mann, and today I'm taking a deep dive inside the likely impact from opening the WA border. There's been a lot of conjecture in the news. There's been a lot of people expecting that it's going to have a big impact on property prices, but I haven't managed to see anyone actually add some numbers to things and try to quantify it. So today I've put together some research and I think it's really going to help you get things in perspective. So let's go inside. Welcome to Perth Property Insider, where you will learn how to grow your wealth and improve your life using Perth property. Our show is brought to you by Investors Edge Real Estate, the highly rated and award-winning property management specialist servicing the whole of Perth. Now, here is your host, Jared Mann. Having looked everywhere online, I could not find anyone that has any real research or predictions around what sort of impact opening the WA borders would have on the overall property market. So I've decided to do some research myself and at least give you my insights as to whether it's likely to have a tangible effect and what sort of impact this could actually have on prices and the overall transactions of sales and rentals in WA. So let's take a step back first. Population growth is actually really needed. And regardless of your position on whether you like population growth or not, over the last decade with all of the retiring baby boomers, and I'm sure there's a lot more still to retire, they're exiting the workforce. And there's, we've thankfully had a continual influx of skilled migrant workers that's propped up our economy. And this has helped us ensure that we're not following in the footsteps of the other Western countries towards uh, some pretty scary times ahead when they've got a decreasing workforce, increasing uh, proportion of retirees and nowhere near the same level of influx and population growth as Australia has ahead of us. So this, along with the natural increase in population from births, sees a continual demand put on our housing market in both the sale and rental side of things. And this rate of population growth, when we look back, has had a the degree to which we're getting interstate and overseas migration has had a huge impact in the past and it's directly contributed to both the rises and falls in prices. So that much is very clear to say. So what's the long-term plan for the population growth in WA? What has the government got planned? Well, we currently sit at around 2.8 million people. And according to Western Australia Tomorrow study, we're expected to have somewhere between 3.1 and 3.3 million people by 2031. That's an increase of 300 to 500,000 people over the next decade, which actually seems realistic given everything else I've looked at. And where are all these people going to live is probably the question that next comes to mind. But that's not the topic for today. It's worth pointing out that the supply of newly built homes will be a key factor for how this demand is met and the degree to which, you know, if demand exceeds supply or drastically exceeds supply, then that's going to determine the degree to which prices are pushed up in both the sale and the rental market. So time will tell 
how we cope with building new homes and opening up more land and you know tackling other factors like urban sprawl and um, you know the increasing density that not everyone is necessarily um, happy with either. Lots of town planning challenges in all of those things there, but not for us to talk about today. What we're focusing on is the next year and what borders opening is likely to do. So coming back down again, what has the population growth been over the last year? Well, in the 12 months to the 30th of June, where we're actually able to get uh, data for, so this is 30th of June, 2021, according to the Australian Bureau of Statistics, WA had negative 5,601 people uh, migrating over. So, so we've had 5,600 people migrating overseas. So normally that number is positive when they're coming into WA. So we've had an exodus. We've had 4,500 people migrate from interstate. So that's nearly equated to the outflow to overseas. Slightly negative when you compare the two, the two inflow and outflow. And we've had 18,470 births, so a natural increase, uh, offsetting deaths. So basically, we've had a nil overall effect from migration uh, with the interstate and overseas almost cancelling each other out. And that's been in the year to 30th of June 2021. And of course, during that time, we've had a very big uptick in sale and rental prices. And you'd have to imagine. And in opening the borders and adding migrants to the rental and uh, to the rental market and buyers um, to the the sale market, that it would have an impact on the property market. Not yet seen, so we haven't seen any impact recently from migrants. It's really been cancelled out, and it's going to start having one. So, what level has that has population growth been in the past? Well, we typically have that natural increase each year of 18 to 20-odd thousand. This is looking back over the last uh, 10 to 15 years. And during the last boom between 2012 and 2013, we had a population increase of an extra 57,000 a year coming from migrants. So it's an extra 57,000 now over the as I just mentioned, over the last year to which we have data, we had basically, you know, negative a thousand or negligible impact. But when you have fifty-seven thousand in during that 2012, 2013 years, you can just imagine how much difference that makes. Well, we're going to quantify it in a minute for you. So seven thousand of that came from interstate around, and around fifty thousand was coming from overseas. So big component from overseas, but interstate certainly played a big role too. Now, the numbers were also very similar in 2007, 2008, when we had a big uptick in prices in our market as well. So you can see how key the migrants are to affecting the housing prices. Did the housing prices increase just because of the migrants? Probably not. It's also because the economy is good at that time. People are coming in for the jobs. And the wealth effect transpires when there's lots of money rushing around, but they certainly take up supply and add to the demand for housing. Now, what what did things look like during our slump? During 2017 and 18, when uh, population growth was at its worst, 
we had around 10,000 people coming from overseas each of those years and around 10,000 people leaving our state to go to the other states. So these numbers varied slightly, but overall, it mostly cancelled out, just leaving the natural increase uh, of 18 to 20,000 a year for those years. Now, in each case, it certainly had a massive impact on the property sale and rental prices, both in our slump and in our boom. It's clear to see from the stats. While I don't know how many new households are created, if we assume that three persons in a household uh, come from the, from migrants, from the total number of migrants that come into the state, that would give us around 19,000 extra properties needed as someone's home when population growth has been at its highest during the past two booms. So broken that down now and taken the highest levels we've seen at 57-odd thousand, it's created 19-odd thousand extra properties needed for people to live in and that's been the height of the demand added in the past two booms. Now how does this 19,000 extra properties being needed in the past, how does that compare to the number of property transactions in Perth over the last year? I really wanted to start seeing could this potentially be a big impact or a small impact, how does it fare? So in the 12 months to September 21, according to Rewa and Langate's data, we've had 32,454 house sales and 7,935 unit sales. That's total across the Perth metro area. We've also had 7,517 land sales. So at least we can get some sort of feel there as to how many people are potentially building and what sort of impact that might have. Now, We'll look at that in a in a later podcast. But total transactions for the Perth metro area has been 47,906, pretty decent level. And that's just the sale in the sales side. Now, in the 12 months to September 21, according to Reeves Lang and Langate data, on the rental side, we had 21,081 houses rented and 15,977 units rented. And I was actually surprised at just how high the ratio of units was to houses on the rental side. It's, it's a lot higher compared to the sales of properties. So over 43% of the properties rented were in fact units and the total number of properties rented when we combine houses and units was 37,058 properties across Greater Perth. So the market is complex. And there's always some people going from, from a sale to a rental, some from renting to buying, some sell to then buy again, some come into the state, obviously, as a migrant and buy or rent for the first time, and some also move out of home and either buy or rent for the first time. So in just starting to get a feel for these numbers, there was 84,964, let's call it 85,000 combined sale and rental transactions over the last year. Now, keep in mind, this is when migration has been overall negative by 1,000 people, either selling to move or stopping to rent, moving net people moving overseas. So 85,000 transactions when population growth from migrants has been negligible. 
So what are the potential impacts on the sale and rental transactions and therefore prices when we start adding migrants into the mix, when we do open up the borders? Look, I'm not able to find any credible information on predictions for what level of population growth we may experience over the next year. Being good if I could, but I think uh, a lot of the government departments are probably keeping that internal for now. However, with our city having the most affordable housing in Australia, pretty much of any capital city besides Darwin, I believe, and one of the most livable cities in uh, you know the international rankings by various um, organisations that have released their studies, I think we very well could reach the level similar to our last booms where we had 57,000 growth from migrants. And even if it's only half this at 30,000 growth over the next year, perhaps it initially starts out slow and have some hurdles with getting you know, health concerns and quarantining and stuff under to the new norm. And then we build up our population growth again when the government's more confident that, I guess, first all of the Australians stuck overseas are returned, then they'll probably you know, then start prioritising getting population growth back on track. So even if we have half of that 57,000 and say end up with 30,000, it's still a very large amount when we compare it to the total of 85,000 sale and rental transactions over the last year. Imagine if we had 57,000 on you know extra demand getting thrown into that market when we had just when we had 85,000 transactions over the last year. It's easy to see when you compare those two numbers and even a half number at 30,000, how big a difference it could have on pushing sale and rental prices up. So especially when you consider that it's already a seller's market and an investor's market uh, for renting out your property and that most new entrants will rent first, this is undoubtedly going to place immense pressure on the rental market and there's going to be decreasing the number of properties available uh, to rent and in the shorter term increasing prices. So with further increasing of rental prices and some of the best rental yields on offer, you'd have to imagine then that it's going to become even more attractive for investors in Australia. And investors will follow the yield, they'll follow the increasing rental prices, Perth will get its time in the sun, I believe, and we'll likely see many more investors buying then and pushing house prices up further, adding more rental stock to the market to bring things back into balance and give all of these new entrants and migrants a place to live. And hey, if even if we get 30,000 uh, migrants over the next year and we've got 7,000 odd uh, land sold that is building, um, then it's barely even going to offset when you consider some of those tenants will be coming out of their rentals and moving into their newly built houses. There'll be some first-home buyers that are living at home. So I'm seeing that the influx of migrants could drastically outweigh any outflow of tenants towards their newly built house. So what other factors are there to consider? And as you'd know from listening to my past market updates, there is a lot of factors impacting our property markets, such as the houses getting built, which I just touched on, 
they're going to likely be ready in six to 18 months. I think the majority of them probably still 12 months away. There's the changing lending criteria that affects the availability of money and interest rates at some point are going to start going up maybe at the end of this year or going into 2023. And I don't think that they'll go up drastically. It's all going to depend on what sort of impact that has and how much the eastern states markets cool themselves, pull themselves off without needing that change in lending and change in interest rates to do so. And I think that they will be hitting their ceilings of affordability. And there's also this changing demand for our resources globally and also our exports globally. So we just need to keep a finger on the pulse of all these things. But I'd have to say that the next year ahead looks very bright for Perth property. And when I look at the potential actual impact that population growth can have, opening the borders is um, going to have a very big potential impact on house and rental prices, with rental prices getting uh, pushed up first, flowing through to, to uh, the housing market as well in due course. So stay tuned for my next market update in March, where I'll continue to give you insights as to how all these variables are unfolding. And hopefully today, I've managed to quantify at least uh, some of the impact that opening the borders may have. Thanks for joining me. Thank you.